It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Hello and welcome to another episode of Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. My name is Mike Bernard. I am one of the certified financial planners on the show. I'm also your host. Thank you very much for being with us. With me in the KFG studios, certified financial planner, Josh Gregory. Hey, one of the most confusing things about your retirement will be health insurance. It's also one of the biggest variables that people make mistakes in. They don't plan very well for their health insurance when they get to retirement. That's why we're happy to welcome back to the program health insurance expert Ted Foster to give us an update on open enrollment periods this year as well as several other items related to your health insurance. So Ted has been a regular feature on the show. I'm not even, I'm not even going to have him introduce himself. He's just, you know, he's, he's <laughs> just part of the family here at the Wise Money Show. And, uh, and also, I would just mention, this stuff is confusing, it's complicated, but we were talking with Casey Hendrickson before the show, and, and the shows, the episodes where Ted is a guest are constantly the most downloaded as well. So, so listen up, tune in, we've got a lot to hit with you. If you have a question, you can reach out to us a few different ways. We'd love to tackle it on an upcoming show, or if you have needs, you can reach out to us as well. You can find us online, wisemoneyradio.com. You can call us or text us, 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. And all over social media, every episode is on the YouTube channel. Just search Wise Money Radio. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter as well. Stay connected with the show that way. Well, welcome hey, can back, Can I point Ted? out, this is, this is my first time being on the show with Ted. It is. Normally, you're on when I'm off on vacation or something like that. So I they, th- I think they've been keeping us apart for a while here, Ted. I think probably you were working very hard. Oh, uh, I'm sure. <laughs> thank thank <laughs> you for that, Ted. Just kidding. Well, we'll see what happens now. <laughs> Mixing you two guys together. So, so Ted needs no introduction. He's the health insurance expert on the KFG team, and he specializes in making sense of the nonsense that is Medicare and health insurance. So so let's get right in, Ted. We've got open enrollment for Medicare is starting very soon. What is open enrollment? What are the dates? What's this all about? Open enrollment is that time each year when you can look at your prescription drug plan and your Medicare Advantage plans and either stay with the one you have, if it's the correct one, or go to a new plan if you need to. And it's relatively easy to make that change. Uh, That starts on October 15th, runs through December 7th. Whatever changes are made during that time go into effect on January 1st. So even if you come in right there on October 15th, any change you make, January 1st is when that takes effect. That's correct. All right. Okay. So you said prescription drug, you said advantage plans. Can you change your supplement plan then as well or not really? You can. Uh, remember, supplements are available to be changed any time of the year. Okay. So we can do it during that time period, provided that your health allows you to. Many people are confused with that. They think open enrollment means I can change all my stuff, no questions asked, just make a change. Not so much with the Medicare supplements. Okay, so mm. okay, you're going to get me on my soapbox here. Right, this go stuff, ahead. This <laughs> stuff out. already, we're just a couple minutes in. So, so Medicare, it is so complicated at a time, at a season of life when you need it to be really simple, and and then they used and then they use the term Medicare. It, it's the same word, but it means lots of different things. We're going to get into that a little bit later. 
it, but then now you just you just really got to me because open enrollment isn't so open. You can't make all these changes. So so can you talk a little bit about that going from an advantage plan to supplement or or, or back and forth? And it's not so open. It is for the things that we need to change. So we so we very likely may need to change. I, I really hedged that a lot, didn't I? That's all right. uh, your, your prescription plan. What we do, what I do is with all the people that I meet with is sit down and take all their drug lists, which is important that we have your drug list with you when you come in for a meeting so that we can look at those, go on Medicare.gov and choose the perfect plan for the drugs you have today. Hmm. Starting January, as soon as they change one of those drugs, we may or may not be on the perfect plan going forward, yeah. and we can't change you know until next year. But it is a really great time to sit down and review those, make sure we have the right plan next year so that if a drug has changed or if a formulary has changed, company maybe doubled their rates and we don't want to pay the premiums. That's all wide open, and we can do that, and it's relatively easy. Okay. So we just leave the Medicare supplements alone, usually, mm-hmm. uh, especially during open enrollment when uh, things are a little busy, yep. and look at those throughout the year. Now, you, you just said something. You, you said it's relatively easy to make those changes, but you've described to me the work that you've done before, and it it sounds complicated. You make it easy for our clients, but uh, on their own, I don't know how they would figure this out because you've described to me that the cost of your uh, prescription drug plan has to do with well, who's the insurance company you're with? It uh, it's gonna the, the other variable will be what drugs are you taking, what medications are you on, and even what pharmacy are you getting them from. Right. Correct. There's all these variables, and so you're running it through w- what seems like a NASA-built algorithm to figure out uh, what's the right coverage for each individual, and uh, how you make that easy. Um, I, I, it's a mystery to me, Ted. <laughs> it's a. It really, <laughs> and it is easy for the client because we'll go through this, and and I key all of it in, and and. They bring their drug list. As long as they have their drug list, we can come up with just the right plan for them. Mm-hmm. So, so on that basis, it's easy when you know how to do it. If you're doing it on your own, I have no idea why you would. The yeah. cost for the plans is exactly the same if you work with a professional or if you try to figure it out all on your own. People do. I never understand why. Uh, there are many professionals out there that will do this with you. Why not use one of them? Sure. Well, you're listening to a professional right now. That's the voice of Ted Foster here in the KFT studios with Mike and Josh. We're talking about open enrollment. The dates are October 15 through December 7th. Are there any updates to any Advantage plans or supplement plans that you know of for this next year? Yeah, it looks like this year is going to be interesting. Uh, you know, they've brought out in Indiana a uh, Medicare savings account, which is which is I'm still studying it, but I like it. Yeah. So far, looks like it's going to be limited to low income. So I was a little disappointed with that, but uh, we're going to figure that. I got a little more reading to do on that. I I've been doing my recertification, and and just so listeners know. Any agent that sells Medicare Advantage plans and the Medicare drug plans has to go through a pretty stringent certification every year. So the knowledge they have should be up to date always. Uh, It takes many hours sitting in a computer, depending on especially how many companies you do business with. Uh, But you have to, because you have to do a master AHIP or other companies that provide that. 
certification, recertification, mm-hmm. and then you have to recertify with each and every company on each product that they offer. Yeah, there's a separate test. Well, it's this is so complicated. I know that's a nuisance to you. You're a professional. You this is this is what you focus on. This is what you specialize in. But that rigorous process weeds hopefully hopefully weeds out those who it's just our sort of fly by night charlatan type folks that could prey on people in this really vulnerable state. So you mentioned there's some there's some new things going on. So I, this is something I want to point out. I mean, so what should someone be doing during open enrollment? Do you recommend they sit down and, and meet with you whether they've got a change to their drugs or not? Are, are, are you meeting with everyone? What should people be doing if they're on Medicare during October 15 and December 7th? What should they do? Let me answer that with a story of what happens every year. January, February, March, along in there, every year somebody calls me and says, I just went to fill my prescription, and it's costing me a fortune now. Mm. What can we do about this? And the answer is nothing. Hmm. Uh, Change drugs, try to, you know, we'll look at options, but they're really, the the window is closed. So, So here's what we need to do. We need to just take the time to look at our prescription drug list, key it in, make sure we've got the right plan going into the new year. Every year, mm-hmm. with me or whoever your professional is you work with. Do you ever send some of those folks back to their doctor to inquire on, you know, is there a, a generic version? Is there an alternate option that maybe would uh, be a little bit more affordable on, on their particular plan? Good great question. question. Yeah, it was a great question. Not the rest. Of, the rest of them have been very good, too. <laughs> I appreciate uh, that. Time. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, but listen, if you're on a, a Eliquis brand name, blood thinner, a lot of people on that. Okay. With no plan, it's going to cost you about $550 a month. Wow. Okay, so if you have nothing. So so if you do have a plan, it's going to cost you considerably lower, but then you'll, you'll in this year, you would go into the donut hole. Next year, the donut hole is going to be closed. So they were going to close it in 2020, but they're closing it in at 19. And so... You need to look at alternatives. And so yeah. if you go to your doctor, if there's something else, but it's really a matter of is there something else that will do what needs to be done. We're, we're going to pick that statement back up. Plus, if you're confused about what all the Medicare stuff means, we're going to give you the basics. That and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Do you understand all the alphabet soup that is involved with Medicare? Do you understand the big choice that's coming up? We're going to help you make that decision. We're going to know what all of this is. We're going to help you with all of that here coming up. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks so much for being with us. My name is Mike here with me in the KFG studios health insurance expert ted foster back helping us all understand health insurance a little bit better as well as josh gregory if you have any questions you can reach out to us in a few different ways you can find us online wisemoneyradio.com call or text 574-222-2000 and all over social media as well also want to say thanks to the attorneys at ledoux kern and keen as well as first state bank for making the wise money show possible Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. We were talking about open enrollment. Just want to remind everyone, if you're just catching us right now, open enrollment, if you're on Medicare right now, so to change advantage plan, uh, update your drug plan, that is October 15, so right around the corner, and goes through December 7th. Any change you make there 
takes effect January 1. And if you're trying to make changes to your drug plan, if the prescriptions change or something like that, trying to do it outside of that window, you won't be able to. Schedule a meeting, meet with your health insurance expert, bring that prescription list with you, and they'll work with you to make sure you've got the right stuff, the right plan, all that. All right, let's take a step back. What in the world is Medicare? What's A, B, what are, the, what are the basics that someone needs to know? I often say you're gonna make one of the biggest financial decisions of your life at 65 and you're kind of stuck with it. I know that's not perfectly true, but you kind of are. And so what is that decision? What's the difference? What, what's, try and make some sense of this. Okay, so the four parts of Medicare are Medicare Part A, which typically is referred to as hospital coverage. You pay for that <clears throat> throughout your lifetime, almost never meet anybody that has to pay for that in retirement. So let's just say that that's a zero cost. And we never okay. we never use the word free. That's a zero cost. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then there's Medicare B, which is typically called doctor's coverage, and that will cost the average person $134 per month. Covers your doctor bills, covers other things, but that all, price might be going up. Do we know yet? We haven't seen that yeah, yet. Yeah, they'll announce uh, it later. Okay. Yeah, they'll hold that close to the vest. But okay. so far, it's one thirty-four. Uh, but it goes up if your income is higher, and yeah. so you always have to be aware of that. Uh, and uh, they don't look at your current income. So you can say, "Oh, well, I'm retired. My income's low." They look at your income from two years ago, and then they determine what P- Part B will of cost. Of course, they do. It yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So you okay. always have to know the two-year time frame. Um, just know that. That's not everybody. Uh, it starts at a household income of for a couple of 170000 That's where the up step, step up in cost go, starts. So it's not everybody. Uh, it, it could hit you, though, if you sold some land or uh, you, you had some sort of an event that causes a spike in your income somewhere in retirement as well, though, right? It it absolutely can. Let me just tell you a short story. A uh, gentleman in a couple weeks ago, and he says, well, I've got a letter here for Social Security. They're going to charge me more for B because I inherited some money from my father. And I'm thinking, well, that shouldn't have been taxable. And he says, but it, and I said that to him, and he says, well, it was a large IRA. Mm, yep. And he had had a previous advisor that didn't give him the best of advice, carefully stated, uh, and so he just had it taxed. And so, he, you know, had he been working with Corhorn, he probably wouldn't have had to do that all in one year, stretch it out, stay under the 170. So I talked to, he now does work with Corhorn, so I, I just stopped the meeting, walked over to his advisor here in, to, in the house and said, tell me what this is and what went on and how could it, is there any correction today? And so I got a quick rundown on that. We did what we could do. Went back into the meeting and said, listen, I think this is the answer. Go to the Social Security office and I downloaded a form for him from socialsecurity.gov to appeal that. Mm-hmm. But I says, I think if you go to the Social Security office and you talk to the right person and you're nice to them, maybe they can do that today. And they did. Wow. He went there and and they said, you know, it's great, not going to be great, this. Great coaching. That's yeah. good. So it, it got it back down to the 134 because there are exceptions to that. So, Josh, you're right. There are things like that. You know, if you sell a business and you've had pretty high income, they're probably not going to let you off the hook on that until the two years are up. But it's worth – you at least need to appeal it. So sure. here, here in the KFC studios, Mike, Josh, and health experts – 
Ted Foster, and, and that's just a perfect example of why you need to be doing financial planning and why your certified financial planner needs to be working with the other experts, the other financial professionals, because that whole situation that you avoided via exception could have been avoided completely um, using a thoughtful and planful approach. All right, so that's part B, 134. Yep. Okay, keep going. Part C out of the Medicare Advantage plans, and there are just a variety of those. And the range in benefits tremendously, they range, range in cost a, a lot. Some are zero. Right. You know, so yeah. uh, they work well. I think they're improving. I've been through the training with a couple of companies, and I think that this year there are some better benefits out there for the for those plans and so we'll take a hard look at those as they if they're the right answer then we'll use those if they're not you have to understand in retirement most people want things simple and they don't want to have to manage their claims and right do you know who do i owe and who do i owe this and who do i owe that so i try to put together a plan that's simple easy to understand that you can live with on a long-term basis because when do you have to manage a big claim after you've been sick or after your spouse has been sick and that is not we're not in our optimum frame to do that i want to applaud that applaud that too okay that's part c medicare advantage last one Uh, d part d is the prescription drug plans Mm -hmm. and those you you know it's a it's a medicare part but you enroll for those either online or through a professional like myself or, or whoever you work with. And the cost is reasonable mm. to not so reasonable. <laughs> uh, you know, for, from from in Indiana from like 1840 to a high of 100 and some. So you have, wow. to, you have to choose the right plan. And the right plan is chosen not from the premium, not from the name of the company, but from your prescription drug list. Got it. Now, so those are the parts, and I, I want to see how you package those because uh, they don't go really in order. But can you touch on a supplement then? Yeah. What's so, a supplement? So, so just to make this really confusing, the insurance companies, well, I guess it was the Medicare that required it, uh, CMS, required them to have plan names. So they chose the plan names A through N. So so we overlap letters, which is always confusing. So I always talk about the parts of Medicare and the plans of A through N. And so if you can keep that straight in your mind that we're going these are parts, these are plans, and then you choose the appropriate one. One of the nice things when you're shopping for a Medicare supplement, if you choose plan G, for example, everybody's plan G is identical in benefits uh, with a couple minor exceptions, but it's close enough to say everybody has to toe the line and all the benefits are, are the same. Uh, there's a couple of companies that add on some things, okay. but they add them on at an extra cost. And, and so you know that you're getting, you can actually compare prices. Mm. You, so if I choose G, everybody's G is the same. Who's got the best rate out here? Got it. And who has the who's a company I trust? So those are supplement plans. All right. Now, how does this all fit together? What's the, and and I shared that you've got to make a huge decision. What decision is that? Okay. So I have to decide. 
am I going to go with a Medicare Advantage plan, which is fine, and we'll go through that option, and what does it cost me? And so kind of a nice thing about those is it pulls your Medicare and your coverage, your health coverage, and your drugs together. Mm -hmm. Or I go with a Medicare supplement, and I still have to buy a Part D drug plan. So, so I've got those two going on. So I just stay with traditional Medicare A, Medicare B, a, drug, a Medicare supplement, and a drug plan. That's right. So, so, so I, I think it's worth restating. Um, one option is traditional Medicare. You said that, and and that's that's um, going with Part A, which you've already paid for. Likely, it's not an additional cost. Part B, which is the hundred and thirty four, starts at that. Part D for your drug plan, and then a supplement to help fill in the gaps. That's traditional Medicare. That's what a lot of people do. And then there's the Advantage side, where. Uh, and and this is in the weeds, but basically you're going with Part C. Now you're paying for Part B, but you're going with Part C. That's that. So it doesn't quite go. Everyone's in order. heads are. Spinning I know it right is now. just <laughs> crazy. It is just crazy. So so there once again. The difference though between the two options is. Do you want to have a bigger monthly expense of premiums, but maybe very little out of pocket cost, or do you want to have very low cost every month of premiums? but maybe have to bear the risk of having some big ticket items land on your shoulders. You need an expert helping you make that decision all wrapped in with your comprehensive financial plan. We've got more to talk about here with Medicare as well as the health insurance exchange. That more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. If you are not eligible yet for Medicare and you don't have health insurance through your employer, maybe you're self-employed, not working, what options do you have? I'm talking about the Affordable Care Act. We're going to make some sense of what that is and explore other options as well. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being with us. My name is Mike. Here with me at the world headquarters of Corhorn Financial Group in the KFG studios, health insurance and Medicare expert Ted Foster, as well as business partner and CFP Josh Gregory. I want to say thank you to Bethel College, soon to be Bethel University, Adult and Graduate Studies, as well as Diane Bennett with Remax 100 for making the Wise Money Show possible. Thank you very much. We're talking about health insurance. We're talking about Medicare. We 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 talk about this oh once a quarter, every six months or so, and just consistently, it's the most listened to, most downloaded episode from Wise Money. And so, uh, uh, kudos to you, Ted. I also think though, it's just such a confusing topic. People need help. If you need help, if you have questions reach out to us. We would tell you, contact your certified financial planner, talk to your health insurance expert. If you don't have one, you can certainly contact us. If you have any questions for the show or would like to reach us, you can find us online, wisemoneyradio.com. You can call or text us, 574-222-2000. Or you can find us on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, just search Wise Money Radio. All right, so we've talked about, we've talked about open enrollment, October 15 to December 7, you need to meet with your health insurance expert. That's if you're on Medicare right now. If you aren't on Medicare and you maybe you've got to make that decision coming up or you're helping parents make that decision, we just shared with you what the parts are and what the plans are. All right, what if you're not eligible for Medicare? And what if you need health insurance? What are your options? Okay, so I'm going to back up just a little bit from Good. that question, Mike. Um, if you're new to Medicare, so you're aging in and you're still working or not still working, when do I start working on this? Well, 
that's a question I get a lot. Yes. And so here's what we try to do. I had one of these conversations this morning before I came in here. One year in advance, the guy's planning his retirement, and we he says, listen, I need a conference call because he's not in local uh, with my wife and I both just so we can get comfortable. And I said, that's a that's a reasonable request. So we arranged that. We're going to do a teleconference and and get go through it, go through it, go through it, and then they will be comfortable. Yes. And then, but then I said to him, I says, however, 90 days before that retirement date happens, you have you have homework assignments. Mm-hmm. So when we we'll do this now to get comfortable, but I want a 90 day window before the date you're going to pull the trigger. Same if you're going to age in about 90 days in advance. You need to start working on this, not less than that. And, and more, more is better. Yeah. So if we do it three or four months in advance, have the, you know, maybe five, six, sure. so we get comfortable, then we start our homework 90 days in advance. Get Make sure we have A and B if we need those. Make sure we do the things we need to do. If you're still on a group health plan and you want to uh, just put money in your HSA past 65, let's make sure we went through the steps to opt out of Medicare A yeah. so we can do that legally. Uh, a lot of people do that, but let's make sure we're doing it legally. And so there's there's those steps too. So let's make sure we don't forget those. I'm glad you mentioned that. All right. So then come back to your question. I know I Josh, I know I triggered something with you, but let me <laughs> yep. let me go ahead and do this. Uh, so so if you're not eligible for Medicare, what are we gonna do? Well, we've had we've kind of gotten used to the marketplace and the Affordable Care Act and what you know, enrolling in that, getting our tax credit if we qualify for one. Uh, that's still here. That's still going to happen. We only have two carriers in 18. I've heard rumors we're only going to have one in 19 for the statewide, so I'm a little concerned about that. Uh, working on getting the solid answer because I just heard that yesterday. Okay. So we'll we'll have to we'll have answers to that. But it still is the first place people go is to the marketplace, healthcare.gov. Do that with a professional. Do it yourself. Good luck. It's not like buying an Amazon. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's not that difficult either after you learn how. Yeah, okay. All right. So then what else could I do? Uh, n- n- keep in mind now, for several years, uh, we've talked to people and we do a lot of the health, uh, the Christian health care plans. Yeah. Different. There's four or five different ones that are out there. Um We've had very good success with those on some big claims. They, they, it, it's a different type of insurance, and I don't even know mm. if you can call it insurance, it right? <laughs> and so so just be careful about that. Mm-hmm. Now, that, yeah, we've had a lot of people use them, and, and they've they've made sense and, and so on. But, um, it's yeah, it's not insurance. It's different. It so is. you just want to be aware of that. Be aware of that. Next year, it won't be penalties for people that <clears throat> don't have insurance. Okay. The penalty goes away. That doesn't mean the need goes away. You know, we're penalized if we don't buy insurance, but let's face it, we need to buy insurance. Right. Yeah. I'm waiting to see, hopefully, some companies step up with some lower-cost plans that are good. There are some of those out there. There are hospital indemnity plans and so on. I haven't found what I consider a really good one yet. Okay. All right, now I want to go back, and Josh, you had a question in there in the middle. You want to hit me with that? Yeah, sure. Uh, okay, so the scenario uh, I ran into this week um, you know, we've been talking about Medicare open enrollment season, but what's happening with many group plans is they're having their own open enrollment type season where they can make some adjustments and changes on their work policies, right? Yep. So I have a client who husband is retired. 
has a much younger wife who's still working, okay. and she's carrying insurance for both of them, even though he could be on a Medicare supplement. So he's well over 65 years old, and now they're they're kind of facing this this decision: should he come off of their insurance? and go on Medicare, and she's got to make you know this choice. She has a high deductible plan through work, so it's not costing a whole lot of money, but you know, as he gets older, he may have to tap into that uh, deductible a whole, a whole lot more often. But what are their options, and you know, wh- when do they have to make this decision? Wh- what allows someone to come off of a group plan and then go on to Medicare? Okay. So I have not yet met anybody that gets older and healthier. <laughs> uh, so hmm. some people maintain really good health, but very seldom do we get older and healthier. So we have to look at that situation and say what's best for them. Most companies, I think that's a fair statement. I think most companies are charging more and more for spouse coverage. So if she has, uh, has to pay a premium for him for their high deductible health plan, then you look at the numbers first. Mm-hmm. And, and so if it's over $300 a month, that's a, that's a safe number. I don't care how old he is because you didn't say and that's okay. Mm-hmm. So if, it, if they're paying more than $300 a month, he probably should make the transition. Uh, go on Medicare, get a Medicare supplement or an Advantage plan and a drug plan and <clears throat> save the money and have probably better coverage than at work, especially if they go with a med sub. And, and really, this is the time of year for someone to make that type of a decision, right? Otherwise, she would have to have some kind of a break in the employment or a, a triggering event well, to be able to event. make that, that yeah. option Open enrollment at work coming off the group insurance is a qualifying event, right. so we could do that at that time. We have to prove to Social Security office that you had coverage. Right. We have to prove you had credible drug coverage. We have to do those things, but we can do that any time of the year. Okay. okay I'm going to put a spin on this, and, and if it's if it's circumstantial, you can just dodge dodge the question. Um, and But in that situation, Josh, what you didn't say is whether the person, whether the, the spouse, the older individual, had opted out of Medicare A and B already. What, what, what if they were on A and B and spouse was still working, carrying coverage on them? Is that coverage automatically a supplement? Or I, I guess that scenario... Okay, so this is a five-hour program. Great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, okay, let's go through this real quickly because time is yeah, yeah. clicking. <clears throat> so if your group health insurance is with a company with more than 20 employees, your group health insurance pays primary and Medicare pays secondary. So they're going to step in after okay. and, and clean it up. But you're still going to be subject to your bigger deductible and things, but they're gonna, you may get a little Medicare benefit. I wouldn't know why you would have B if you were on a group health plan with more than 20 people. Got it. If you're on a group health plan with under 20 people, you need B. Okay, so just know that. Okay. All right, and so you're going to be paying for B. Anyhow, you probably ought to step off the group health insurance. So, Hmm. But then it gets a little crazy if you have a spouse that's on disability, and we can have another whole brother program and talk about that, (laughs) because even if you're over 20 and your spouse goes on disability, they need B. 
Ha- I've I, had that happen, and it's bad. Have I convinced you yet that your mm-hmm. next wise step in your financial life is sitting down with a health insurance and Medicare expert? And and honestly, it's almost it doesn't even matter what age you are. You, you yeah. need you need to learn this right now to either help yourself plan, help your parents, yep. or if you're in this situation, my goodness, sit down and meet with someone who this is their job. They're a specialist. They're a professional, and just do health insurance instead of uh, just me and Josh um, asking our questions of Ted. We've got a couple great questions from fans of the show. So we've got that and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Thanks for tuning in. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. Alongside me in the KFG studios, Josh Gregory. Alongside him, health insurance expert Ted Foster. If you've missed anything, we have been talking about everything about health insurance and Medicare from open enrollment that is October 15th to December 7th to what in the world are the parts and plans of Medicare and recently just just finished discussing if you aren't eligible for Medicare but you need health insurance what are your options and what if a, your spouse has insurance through work and and how does all that mix together my goodness if you've missed anything you can listen to the entire episode right there on the YouTube channel. Just search Wise Money Radio, subscribe to it, like it, share it if you'd like to. I'd encourage you to do that. It helps us. I appreciate it. You can listen to every episode on podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, it's there. Just search Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. That's Corhorn with a K. Lastly, every episode's on the website, wisemoneyradio.com. You can even submit some questions to the show that way as well. Speaking of questions, we've got a couple Medicare health insurance related questions from some fans of the show. And here we go. We're kicking off with Tom, age 51. He's from Granger. My mom is 84, and I'm helping her with her finances. She is a widow and is on traditional Medicare. Okay, all this is this helpful. Thanks, Tom. She just... Uh, she just asked me or told me that she's going to need dentures. Is that covered by Medicare or will that be out of pocket? That will be out of pocket. Really? Mm-hmm. No okay. dentures. No denture coverage. In, 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 and so what if it's uh, deemed, you know, medically necessary because they're um, – you know, this isn't this isn't just to have a better. Because you smile. have to eat. Well, yeah, right. Or 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 I don't know. There's there's <laughs> nice um, Josh. No, there's some people that veneers. No, I, right, right. Yeah, so it, so medically necessary. Hey, I've got I, I've got. Still, Medicare doesn't cover it. If you can prove mm-hmm. that it's a medically necessary, mm-hmm. then maybe. Maybe. But probably not. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Are there? I have no concept for how expensive dentures are, but extremely expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So, what about? Um, are there any supplement plans? Are there any advantage plans that would pick that up? Is that an add-on with any of these options, or not really? Or if they do, because mm-hmm. you can add dental coverage, uh, and it'll have a thousand-dollar annual maximum or a fifteen-hundred-dollar annual maximum, something like that. 
But if you need dentures, that's going to not way really exceed that number. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's not going to help you much. Do you often recommend that people buy the dental insurance at that you know in this stage where they're on Medicare and so on? I mean, is that something that's brought up typically? I'm pretty good at talking them out of it. Oh, really? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, one of the better plans that I've seen covers sixty percent in the first year, but nothing for major. Uh, so 70% the benefits are really... They're not very good. Yeah. So you're yeah. just trading dollars with the insurance company then, You huh? kind of are. And, it, you know, and I had a, a friend of mine, a good, really smart guy, and he always says, you can't trade money with an insurance company and win. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> well said. So, okay, what about vision coverage? Yeah, same, kind of same boat. Uh, maybe a little bit better because you don't. it doesn't hurt so much. Premiums, you know, very low. Okay, five, seven, eight dollars a month instead of thirty, forty, fifty. That's for uh, that's for vision coverage. Yeah. So so getting glasses, contacts, that sort of stuff is not through Medicare. You've got to get separate insurance. You do. Okay. Yeah. What, what about hearing aids? Oh, hearing aids are are just a challenge, but I the some of the Medicare Advantage plans do a really good job on hearing aids, hmm. but you have to follow the rules. I will say that. Just make sure if you have an Advantage plan, it probably is going to give you some hearing aid coverage. But if it tells you to call a separate toll-free number and go to a separate place, do that. Hmm. Do, do not say, well, this doctor's part of that, but I'm seeing over here at his other office. That should be fine. Make sure it's fine. Hmm. I've had claims denied because you saw the same, the right doctor, but in the wrong place. Wow. So you got to really follow the rules carefully on the hearing aid. But hearing aid coverage uh, through the Advantage plans has improved. What about through supplements? No. Really? Yeah, no hearing aid. Even on the more comprehensive plans, uh, N and that... Like an F? Yeah, or, F, uh, yeah. F has always been the most comprehensive. Listen, if all supplements follow Medicare. So if Medicare says, yeah, we'll pay some of that, okay. the supplement says, we'll, we'll cover, <coughs> we'll, we'll, we'll cover, we'll cover based mm-hmm. on the contract you chose. Interesting. Wow, this is this is interesting and very, very applicable um, because, yeah, if you've got to make a decision about Medicare at age 65, likely at some point between 65 and 95, <laughs> you'll probably find out you've got to make some big investments in your teeth in your hearing or in your vision. And so, work, again, work with an expert. Well, and, and I would applaud Tom in this case, who's helping his mom, too. Yes, yes. Because as she gets further and further into retirement and the rules are changing and, and whatnot, man, to have an extra set of eyes and ears uh, on these types of issues, what a, what a wonderful blessing that is to your, uh, your aging family member. That's right. Uh, all right, in the studio here with me, we're talking healthcare, everything Medicare. Ted Foster here with me, Mike, and, and uh, myself, Mike and Josh. Uh, another question here, Mark, 68, South Bend. I'm planning on retiring at the end of this year, and I'm wondering what to do with the money that's in my health savings account. Since getting on Medicare, I was told I couldn't contribute to my HSA anymore. But there's still around $5,000 in that account, and I'm not sure what the smart choice is. Do I leave it alone? Do I invest it? Do I use it? Thanks for your help. So he mentioned 68, mentioned still working, plan on retiring at the end of the year, all that. Those are helpful clues. What what are your thoughts? (coughs) 
what can I do with my HSA? That's the simplest question in that whole thing. Yeah. So what can I do with my HSA money after I no longer am putting in? I'm just have it in there, and what can I do with it? Well, you can still pay any uninsured medical. You could buy the dentures with that down the road. You get the hearing aids with that money. So it's build oh, that. Oh, that's th- brilliant. Yeah, build that thing up as big as you possibly can throughout your working lifetime, and then let it ride and use it for these things. You can reimburse yourself for your Medicare Part B cost, so $134 a month. You can take it out tax-free, spend it. Okay, and then, um, and, I, and I know the answer, but, yeah. but supplements? No. No. You can't. This is the crazy thing. If you're on Social Security, they're going to pull your Medicare Part B right out of your Social Security but you're allowed to reimburse yourself for that. They don't pull your supplement right out of your Social Security. you got to write a check for that, but you can't use your HSA for it. Correct. Give me a break. That is ridiculous, yeah, in my yeah. opinion. <coughs> we probably, my opinion. <coughs> probably can't change that this morning, uh, <laughs> but but I agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so Josh, what's your perspective on that? Um, and, I, and there's one other wrinkle that I don't know, Ted, if you're going to hit on, but he said he, he couldn't contribute to his... HSA anymore, even though he was still working. Let's let, let's touch on that. Let's because do that. He, because he was on Medicare, did he need to be on Medicare? No. Um, but in fairness, he's sixty eight, and I can't remember. There was a period of time we did that just carte blanche. You could just opt out of Medicare A and B and keep putting money in your HSA account. Then there was a period of years when it was forbidden. No, you can't do that. Mm. Uh, big court case. Boom, boom, boom. Lost it, appealed it, finally won it, and now you can, again, opt out of A and B. So I'm not sure if when he turned 65, oh, yeah, three or four were. years ago, I'm not sure exactly what day that happened. So <laughs> so he probably, um, he may have looked at that and found that he could not, but, but you un- can today. But under today's rules. But yeah. it's a little tricky to opt you gotta, out of you A. You have to do it. You, yeah. have, you, can't just, you can't just say, hey, I didn't sign up or... Oh, I had one yesterday. Oh, they didn't send me a card, so I guess I'm not in A. Probably, but I would like to have you go through the steps and actually opt out. That's right. That's right. So, so Josh, what's your take on the HSA real quick? I mean, even at that stage of life. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the idea of having almost like a medical emergency fund sitting there, right? This is a pool of cash that you could get your hands on as you need need it for the unexpected dentures, the hearing aid, the eyeglasses, that sort of thing. Um, so, so keeping it liquid, I think, makes sense. Not investing it and turning it into some sort of growth engine where you let the money ride for a while, keep it liquid. Uh, If we're talking $5,000, now if you've got $45,000 in there, Mm -hmm. um, that might be a different different story. But And I'm reminded also of uh, a strategy of reimbursing yourself for past expenses that Kevin shared about on a on a prior show as well. So there's there's some creative ways that you can tap into that money in retirement. Yep. And and if you're using it for qualified medical, it comes out tax free. At that age, you could just pull it out for any reason and avoid a penalty, but you would have to pay tax on it. That is all the time we have. I want to thank Tom and Mark for their questions. Thank you very much. Ted, thanks for being on the program. As always, it's it's great. So on behalf of special guests Ted Foster, Josh Gregory, myself, and all of us at Corhorn Financial Group, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.